Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey guys, and we're back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. And I'm Tom. You really should have introduced yourself as the worst tonight, Tom. Spoiler <laughs> Um I'm going to speak my own truth. <laughs> we're setting the tone right away tonight. But I'm interested. How were your weeks before we get into the movie? My week was great. I got reassigned at work to a new team with an awesome boss, and I start Monday, and I'm so excited. Yes. It's important to be happy for 40 hours of your life per week, right? Makes a big difference. Agree. Big difference. Maybe, maybe Cranky Anthony won't come out as much when we discuss movies. Maybe tonight <laughs> he'll disappear, and there will be someone else who's cranky. Who knows? What about you guys? <laughs> my, my week was good, other than the fact that the allergies in Oklahoma are literally trying to kill all of us this week. I'm pretty good. Um, I went out. We had to put our dishwasher on our back patio for like two days. <clears throat> and um, I went out on my patio to clean it, to bring it in, and just took like a disinfectant wipe. It took two of them, and they were covered in yellow, and I immediately started sneezing. It's been really bad. Really bad. <laughs> like, it reminds me of Houston bad. You remember pollen in Houston? I do. The thing. And I don't think I've seen it here since uh, until like yesterday. Yesterday it was crazy windy and you could see it falling out of the trees, Anthony. You could see the pollen falling like snow. Never seen anything like it. Wow. That sucks. But now it's nice and cool, so we're okay again. It's cool here tonight, too. Yeah, it might snow on Sunday. Was almost 90 yesterday. Might snow on Sunday. You Oklahoma. crazy Oklahomans. <laughs> Did you guys see the new Lion King trailer? I did. I saw it. It looks awesome, right? Yeah, it gave me some goosebumps, and I'm not a big Lion King fan. It gave me the animation goosebumps. is pretty remarkable. It, it really is re- so real. Yeah, it looks just completely real. And Timon and Pumbaa look great, and they sound I- great. They sound just like the originals. I know. Who? Who? I don't know who, how they did that. Who said a few episodes back that they both had the voices if you heard them in certain things. So you said they the had world. the voices, but I didn't think that that meant it sounds exactly like the original voices. That's not I how su- I interpreted that. I was surprised by Seth Rogen's Pumbaa voice, but Billy yeah, Eichner, I-, I knew, sounded could sound exactly like Nathan Lane. I did not know that was Seth Rogen, so it was a win for me because uh, it sounded like loved, the original Pumbaa. I loved Scar's look too. I was, I like. Yeah, it. when you said he was a white lion last time, I was a little worried that he was going to be like legit white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he totally pulls it off. Yeah, he looks kind of sickly, which is perfect. 
Oh yeah, he looks yeah. much more like he's supposed to look versus Jafar in the Aladdin trailer. Agree. Also, did you see Disney announcer pricing and release date for Disney Plus service? No. It comes out November. It launches November twelfth, okay. and it's only six ninety nine per month, which Ooh. I was shocked by, considering it has a whole Disney library and all these new live action Marvel and Star Wars TV shows. It has the entire Disney library. Yeah. Even stuff from the vault. Yep. Shut Give it time. Phone. Give it. Oh, oh to go. Oh, last I know. Give it time. Oh, one hundred percent. Like that's not going to last more than a year or two tops. But oh, good lord, not even that long. They're just going to get people hooked. But launching it, I'm. I, I mean, that's all. That's an awesome. I was expecting it to be closer to fifteen upon launch. But maybe I'll, that's where. If it settles there, I think I'd still be okay. Me too. For the whole vault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they going to put out original Disney content there? Yeah, so they have the live-action Lady and the Tramp movie debuting on that service. They have oh. a Monsters, Inc. television show with the original okay. voice cast. I saw that. They have the Mandalorian live-action Star Wars TV show. Ooh. They have a million Marvel shows with the actors. They have Scarlet and uh, Scarlet Witch and the Vision show. They have Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. They have a Loki show, a Hawkeye show. And then they're doing an animated Marvel what if show. So like what if Peggy Carter became Captain America? What if Loki got the hammer? Things like that. So they have a lot of stuff coming. So I'm really excited. And are Pixar items included as well? Yep. Okay. Pixar, The Simpsons. Taking a hard, like that being an additional fee. The Simpsons. Simpsons, Because they own them now because they bought Fox. So all the Fox content's coming there too. Oh, snap. Tom just got interested. All the five, uh, they have 250 hours of National Geographic coming because they own them now too. They have oh my gosh. the smile on your face, Tom. I'm sorry, but you look just like the cover of 40 Year Old Virgin with <laughs> smiling that smile of his just now. <laughs> oh, geez. $6.99 starting off. I'll take it for all that content. Hey, sign me up. I love, and they have a new. And this is a good segue. They are doing a new Muppets live action, like live action, a new Muppets TV show. All, all Muppets, Muppets live action? <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I cut myself off there, Mr. Worst. Yeah, they're, they're doing a new Muppets TV show that takes place after the Muppets take Manhattan. I sure hope it's better than this trash we're doing tonight. Oh, be quiet. Uh, tonight, yes, please. we're talking about a great movie. Mm. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas from 1977. Anthony, you want to give us the plot synopsis, please? Julia, I would be honored to take this one. I'm very glad you thought of me. And I promise you that I won't inject a level of vitriolic attitude that Tom would have uh, (laughs) injected into this reading. There's still time for me to do it. Emmett and Ma Otter are very poor, but they are very happy and talented singers. Christmas is around the corner, and they both want to get the other a very special present. The prize in the talent show is $50. Both Emmett and Ma get a song ready for the competition. Emmett forms a jug band, and Ma practices alone to vie with the River Bottom Gang. Thanks, Anthony. Anytime, Julia. Well, let's get right into history. Well, I got to jump in real quick. Nope, there's no jumping in. Sorry, you're (laughs) not allowed. Can I just say one thing real quick? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay okay you're 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 hosting i'll i'll acquiesce no jump in by all means very talented mm, i feel like that's a stretch don't let all him right. jump in next time 
histories with this movie. Um, I, I have a very short history. I saw it for the first time today. I never even heard about this before we did the podcast. I didn't know it existed, which is kind of shocking because I really love the Muppets. So this was a very pleasant surprise for me. Anthony, what's your history? So I remember seeing this one as a child. And then I had gotten years about seeing it um, because I didn't play it very often. But in recent years, since ABC Family became freeform, I think they've been showing it again at least once a year during the Christmas season. So I've caught it a few more times and I love it. I love the Muppets and I think this special is adorably cute and just a lot of fun and awesome. And it gives me the feels. Tom? I didn't know much about this film. And it got pretty hyped up by certain members of Tis the Podcast and our audience. All of our audience. Member. And singular member. Singular member. Podcast. And I could not have been more disappointed if I tried. Could not stand it. Had a hard time finishing it. Did not watch the blooper reel because it was so awful. Well, you missed out on a treat because the blooper reel is even better than the special. It wouldn't take much. <laughs> you know what, Tom? I'm I, am just I thought he was teasing nope. on Slack about how much he didn't like it. And I am really interested to find out why you don't. But first. Wait, I just, wanted, I just wanted to say something real quick to Tom. Every time I think I can't be more disappointed in your taste. <laughs> you sound like my mom. <laughs> you disappoint <laughs> me even further. You sound like my mom. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So this is a Jim Henson movie. Um, it is in the Muppets universe. So some of these credits we've done before as we have covered multiple Muppets Christmas movies now. Um, this was directed by Jim Henson, also voice starred Jim Henson. Um, you know Jim Henson from the Muppets, Sesame Street, Dark Crystal, Fraggle Rock. Oh, I love um, Dark this Crystal. This is also... Me too. Huh? Mm. My attempt to find redemption with you people today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Julie. This was written by Jerry Jewell, which is also had a part in almost every Muppet movie, but the book itself was written by Lillian and Russell Hoban. Um, Russell Hoban has a lot of other book credits to his name, children's book credits, um, but this one, um, they're the ones that conceived of Emmett Otter. So I'm guessing you guys have never read the book either? No, I haven't. Have you? No, I haven't. I didn't know it was based on a book until doing research for watching it this time. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's in the credits too. I just never paid attention that closely to see it was based on the book. Right. Music again by Paul Williams, who is known as well for his ties to Muppets movies. Um, and it is in the heyday of the 70s. So I definitely get that vibe. I felt very 70s. Well, yes. this film was like a test run to see if they could do a feature-length Muppets film, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting. So thankfully, this is a critical success, and it worked for them, because otherwise we wouldn't have gotten the Muppets movie. We wouldn't even have had Muppets Christmas Carol on our list. wouldn't no. even be a thing, which would be a tragedy. Our cast, again, is a lot of the same Muppets voices and hand talents i don't know is that what you even call them um jerry wilson does the voice of emmett he's also the voice of weasel and doc bullfrog i really like that bullfrog i thought he was precious um marilyn sokol i have not seen her in other muppets movies she's the voice of ma otter uh, frank oz does chuck and various other characters richard hunt and david goals 
both do various other Muppets characters like in every other Muppets special we've covered and will cover in the future. And then Jim Henson plays Kermit and various other Muppets characters. Where was Kermit in this? I read something that the HBO version has a slightly different scene in it that has Kermit. But was Kermit in the non-HBO version? Yeah. Okay. Is he one of the hooligans in the car? No, Kermit's actually like the end. He has, he kind of bookends it. He's an introduction and he okay. a little end credit about how Ma and Emmett are happy and making an honest dollar now. Is he in person or is he just as the voice? In person. Okay. I had totally missed that, but I had a pretty low quality recording of it. So not surprising. Uh, um, I think we should also give credit to O. Henry because this is clearly based on the gift of the Magi. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that has a lot to do with why I like it so much. It's, um, it's a negative. So instead of them both getting something they can't use, they both lost things they were using. There's, there's no positive at the end. They didn't get, he didn't get the guitar and she didn't get the other thing. And okay. they weren't in the pits about that. That's the positive, is they knew and that then, all they needed was... Well, there's now a leather. hole in the wash tub. Okay, well, they in the original story, yeah, they got what they wanted, but they sold what they needed that would make mm-hmm. the gifts useful. So I don't see right. where this complaint is coming from. I would still rather have something than nothing. I, I will say I found it a little odd that they ruined each other's thing, where in the original they sold something... You know what I mean? That belonged mm-hmm. to themselves. And this one, they did and something. And they both ruined each other's stuff because that's what Paul would have done. You know they were what? definitely more limited in this one. That's, so that's the whole Depression era thing. So let's cut right to the issue I think has a lot to do probably with Tom's Grumbling is this movie doesn't feel Christmassy in the traditional sense to me. It's called Lord Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. None of the music is Christmas specifically. There is a Christmas tree branch in it, but there's, there's no stockings. There's not really a lot of red and green, if you want to mm-hmm. even take it to that base level. But I will say, I got the, this is what Christmas is all about, feels the entire movie. Absolutely. So for me, it qualifies it as a Christmas movie. It's just not heavy on the Christmas atmosphere. And again, it's based on a Christmas book. It's a Christmas, it's a classic Christmas story. So that, I think, for me, contributed to the Christmas feels as well. It was so over-the-top hokey with these, like, hill folk. It was over-the-top that, like... Did you just not like the Depression era? I felt... It's not even the Depression era. It's, like, who these people are. They're, they're a satire of hill folk. It's as bad as the like little black crows in the old disney movies like it's a bad stereotype oh i don't so i have family or grew up with family in southern arkansas and i can tell you that stereotypes are rooted in truth a lot of times because this ma otter was my grandmother (laughs) except she was an otter (laughs) and i loved ma otter and i mean i I think that's why it resonated so much with me. I mean, it's a Muppets movie and all Muppets movies are like that, but I didn't, it wasn't obnoxious to me at all. I really liked the characters. I liked the setting with people that don't have a lot. It made the stakes higher than the original gift of the Magi because what they took and destroyed was something that they needed to get by. I don't think it was the Depression era guys. Yeah, it was the twenties. 
That band that came through. Around the twenties. That band that well, came through was not Muppets. That was like Muppets. That's one thing that bothered me too. It felt. I thought it was. I thought it was contemporary to the time it was created. I thought it was the seventies, and they were just poor hill folk. The clothing wasn't even the seventies. Of those monsters that like. Again, those that's the that, part I actually don't care for about this one. Is that the river bottom that, thing? Yeah, yeah it not. I didn't. I could have done without that. As a child, they terrified me. <laughs> yeah, that snake. Um, it's impressive that a snake can play with the digits. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I say something real quick? Because yeah. something Tom said. I don't know why I triggered this memory. Did you see that? photo recently that's been going around social media of uh willie horton and with dr teeth and the electric mayhem band Uh -uh. nope and it said how is it that he looks the least high in this group picture (laughs) it just made me laugh i i I would have to see that picture to believe that to be true (laughs) (laughs) so did y'all like the nightmare no the nightmare band yeah no. i thought they're effective i think i like I, I i like i enjoy them as an adult as a kid again they terrified me right but as an adult i like all of the characters i like the fox guy the fox judd yeah i thought he was really cute that awful weasel woman or i guess she's a fox too at the beginning mm-hmm. who's just terrible to my otter but ma and Emmett. And they're supposed to be the yeah. ones you resonate with the most, but they are, use your word, what is it? Flippin' adorable? Yes, oh, absolutely. Word. Especially when Emmett wakes up that one morning and he doesn't even have his hat on and he's just his cute little furry face. Yeah. I really <laughs> love it. I love, I loved the otter characters. And then that other otter kid, what was his name? Wendell, the otter who was like, real, oh, he was a porcupine who was real like fluffy in the face with that sock hat. <laughs> oh, I loved him too. He was so cute. And so Emmett Otter is... I'm pretty darn sure the voice of Tiny Tim from Muppets Christmas Carol, because the voices were super, if they're not, they were super similar. Um, so I really liked that because he was kind of, um, he wasn't the same as Tiny Tim, but he was sort of that Tiny Tim character a little bit. So earnest and positive all the time. And um, I loved the relationship between Emmett and his mom. I would have liked a better story for the dad. I mean, I get the snake oil thing probably was a lot more in vogue back then than it is now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Essential I think it would have been anywhere. funnier if he was like a Bible salesman for some reason. I thought that would have been, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. I would I would have enjoyed a better story there because I think it was too easy. And this is probably an adult versus kid problem. I think it was too easy for me as an adult to hear that story and be like, what an idiot to make bad choices like that with a with a wife and a son at home you know i did a little bit of that but i'm like bring it in bigger point here so, so. I, actually, I actually have a question for you julia because you enjoyed this movie so much i loved it would you have liked it as much if it wasn't muppets so because i i, I just, don't know just, no you know, think back to what you said about the depression era and i remember that's one of the things you did not like that setting in a christmas story because it didn't give you the feels that era even though it's probably very true everything in that movie to right that right so i'm just curious do you think you would have enjoyed it if it wasn't the muppets i'm not sure so i i wonder that that as well i feel like if i had seen it 
prior to knowing of the Muppets, it would have been that quirky, weird special that I saw on that one time that was kind of charming. But yeah, now I've got all of the love for the Muppets behind it and it does skew things a little bit. Um, I think I still would have liked it, but I don't know about loved it because there is a big, that's a big boost when you're affiliated with the Muppets, frankly. I will say I like how the Muppets don't do a lot of leg stuff. There's a lot of legs in this one and the Muppet legs make me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I don't know, it feels wrong. So I kind of am really glad that they saw how that, I guess that resonated and decided to stick with mostly not a lot of leg stuff. You get the, you know, isolated Kermit legs and you don't get like a ton of them walking on stuff. It's not until lately when they've got the CGI to really carry it. I still find it weird when you see the legs. Just yeah. like... Just like there's something that's still as funny as he is, makes me uncomfortable about Swedish chef's real hands. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love Swedish chef's real hands. It's so weird. <laughs> it's very weird. It's very weird. What do you think? Okay, so same question back at you. You loved it uh, as a kid. Did you love mm-hmm. it more? Wait. When you loved it as a kid, did you have Muppets in your life at the same time? Because I know yes. 77, I mean, when you saw it, by the time you saw it, there were a the Muppets were Muppet stuff. Yeah. Like, this was not the first Muppet singing I'd ever seen. And I loved the Muppets as a kid throughout my life. I think a lot of people who love this film probably have the Muppets on their mind. At least a lot of, a lot of people our age, right? Mm-hmm. So you like the Muppets, don't you, Tom? Yeah, I do. So what was it? So what are your main gripes about this one then? Um, It was incongruent. It felt like a farce, like a satire of Hill Folk. Um, I did not, I still don't see Depression Era, that group throws it off. I think it's just a backwards Hill Folk story. What a shallow and pedantic observation. Not at all. I feel like just lumping it in and giving it a pass because it's got Jim Henson's name on it is um well okay in in our defense we all come into each of the each movie we cover with pre-biases a lot of the time and i had none with this one i had no biases i was looking forward to this i sat down with ellie to watch it i was excited but you know i mean we have our already developed likes and dislikes going in what we think we like in a christmas film versus you know like like music like a a a a Christmas musical should have Christmas music in it. Yeah, I agree completely. If it's going to be a musical, let's at least have one Christmas song. I'll give you that. Instead of creepy songs about brother love or something, whatever the heck it was. was... Oh my gosh. The scene about brothers. That was so, that was dumb. Okay, let me ask. Because the core theme of this movie is family. That movie, that song was stupid though. Julia, what was your favorite song in this film? Okay, so let me list the songs real quick because they have amazing titles. They really do. <laughs> no do, they they know, do they? So yes, the first one do. is the old bathing suit that your grandma Otter wore. This one made me laugh out loud. <laughs> and they hit you with this right at the beginning. They're in a boat and they're singing. And can I tell you, I love harmonizing. I've always loved it. There's something magical about harmony and this movie has it. And it feels oh, yeah. genuine. It's not like perfect pentatonics harmonizing it's like backwoods um folk, oh, folk. song allison krauss harmonizing 
Yes, please. Um, okay, so the old bathing suit that your grandma Otter wore. Um, apparently, Grandma Otter was a rather large woman. Based on oh, yeah, song. let's just make fun of obesity now. Okay, let's keep going with the awesome songs they have here. That you laughed in when we talked about Fat Monica and Friends. Thank you. <laughs> okay, when the river meets the sea, it's a softer ballad, and they, they repeat that one at the end. Um, Ain't No Hole in the Wash Tub. That's my favorite song. Mine too. Oh, my, my head. No <laughs> Hole in the Wash Tub. I, I think that should be the title of this episode, too. <laughs> make it so um barbecue which was also very very catchy um our world probably my least favorite because it was a bit of a drag when it comes to a song even though i really liked i like the message a whole lot it it was a little slow and kind of i lost interest a little bit brothers which was the return song that they sang for the competition when they were not able to sing barbecue the jug band and then the the one I don't even want to mention, but the River Bottom Nightmare Band, the, the little 1970s thing that they sang that I could have also done I without. Love, I loved that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, they do kind of a big wrap up and smoosh a few of the songs together. Um, I, I love, just so you know, in musicals when they smush two of the songs together and they're yeah. kind of like, I love that. I do too. All good songs. I mean, if you think about like, all of the best songs, they all do that. And I, and I know that bridges. when they have Christmas songs. They do that with Christmas songs, too. No, I love it when they have Christmas songs. I'm really <laughs> not happy about that fact, guys. <laughs> I can tell. I love you know, Christmas do you like it enough to even pick a favorite song, Tom? Barbecue was dumb. And the idea that two different people would be singing this at a talent show. And also the fact that they were scared of that first... No, wait a second. Let me poke a hole in your initial gripe about the separate gripe. <laughs> if this is a back, if this is a down, if this is not the depression area era, and this is just a down home backwoods area that's full of folk country people, then why would you not expect that they would have a small batch of songs that have been passed around in families from years and years and that they would all know them? Why would you not expect that? What? Okay, so they go and they hear this guy start singing and it's terrible with his banjo. I don't know why they think that just because he went first, people would assume he, that they were copying him. That seemed like a weird, weird flex, but okay. I don't know. I don't know. I I just, I'd have the same thought. I'd be like, man, they just sang a song. I kind yeah, of feel but I would have like thought, yours. I would have, I would have thought, you know what? This guy stinks. Let's do this and show them how awesome we can do it so they can outperform him with the song, which would make them look better. But that was out of the complete character and spirit of each one of these band members. They don't want to put somebody to shame. They want to wow the audience. It's like you're missing the heart of the characters. Well, then let's have a good, let's pick a good song. Not one it's like a bunch of Julia in little Muppet forms. <laughs> it was like a bunch <laughs> of Julia in little Muppet forms. Can no, I tell you be- my favorite performance of that entire talent show? What's that? Well, it's also one of my favorite quotes. So... I'm going to skip right to that because it really, really, 
really made me laugh. So the boys go out into the alley to practice a new song real quick. And like the weasel comes out and he's like, what are you doing out here? This needs to be a reputable show. He says, come on, you need to come back in here. We want this show to look professional. And then you immediately snap to the stage and it's a bunch of like squirrels flipping around on the stage and all you <laughs> see are tails going everywhere. And that made me laugh in such a really funny. Muppets way. That, that was classic Muppets humor right there. Yes. It was. It, yes, I also thought the original, like they listed all these people involved in that original, in the first thing, the horse, you know? Yeah. The little horse. And then it, there's like all these people involved, but it's just this horse like prancing around. <laughs> that made me laugh. Like, yeah, I when they had to go to different ways, when they had to go to different dress dressing rooms, and that guy's like, I'm really sorry to have split you up like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm kind of disappointed because the Muppets nowadays, at least, whenever there's a Muppet movie or television show, they basically take any Muppet that's on hand that's ever appeared in anything and put them in the background. So I'm really disappointed, like, these guys never showed up in the background of any of the Muppets movies. It's shame. So the bunnies looked a bit like the cute bunny from um, that's holding the wreath and singing. Yeah, Christmas Carol. And then, um, I mean, the horse was the same horse face that you see in... But I mean, more specifically, Emmett and Ma. Yeah. Yeah. Why wasn't Emmett and Ma? Why aren't they in random things? Because I think the creators are ashamed by this creation. Oh. Why would they be ashamed when it's what they've done? When it's beloved by a lot of people, it, critics loved it, and it's popular enough. It was just re-released on Blu-ray. Well, released on Blu-ray for the first time last Christmas season, and it's Amy it because- Poehler's favorite Christmas movie. That's a win for me right there. Me too. <laughs> I wonder if there's some right to Emmett Otter and Ma that Lillian and Russell Hoban hold since they wrote the book and created the character that they cannot appear in Muppets mm. movies without effort. You know what That's I mean? That's probably it. The Muppets rights as we learned. And they're both dead. Lillian and Russell have both passed away. So might be tied up in an estate. Something like and that. as we learned during a Muppets Family Christmas, the Muppets already have complicated rights as it is between the Muppets and the Sesame Street yeah. Muppets. Yeah. So that's why. Not Tom's bunk reason. You don't know that. It could be. I know that. I'm going to go on record and say, I know that. For, for, the, for our well, listeners. If I, were the Muppets, now, if I were the Muppets franchise, I would not put them in anything. For our listeners who can't see right now, Tom is a uh, sulking that both me and Julia love this special and are <laughs> on the same page for once. He's just been staring down the entire evening and not meeting her eyes. My screen. I have a screen. <laughs> my camera's here. My screen is here. <laughs> but looking down, this is where my eyes are every week. <laughs> I have never known that. I've always wondered why you don't look at the camera. <laughs> I thought you were using the camera on your computer. I not like a whole separate one. Well, or is it I a have, multi-monitor? It's a it's an iMac 27 inch. So where I have you guys here, I'll move you all on my screen. Hold on. I mean, it's fine. It's just as like funny being, because I've never like put two there. and two together. <laughs> I just assume that's how you talk. I'm like, wow. Like you never stared down at his. Well, I didn't. I met him in New York. <laughs> it's just a, I thought it was that you didn't face. like to look at like the face, you know, because I don't look at myself when I talk. I look at y'all. I need to adjust my whole screen. My so I thought that up. you don't need to do that for yeah. us. That's very no, no, you'll feel better. no, no. You know what? After I don't crap, this movie, all night, you do have to do that for us. 
<laughs> I don't want to be accused of sulking. I stand by my opinion. So did Ellie like it? No. She didn't maintain her interest? Not well, at all. Were you sitting there telling her, oh, man, this is such a bad movie, Ellie? No, 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 no. I, uh, <laughs> I like to watch her reaction to things, like everything that we introduce as new, like new food, new places, mm-hmm. new experiences, new things. I don't want to, influence unlike my it. wife, I don't want to, in either way, influence her. So I want her to make her own decisions and try things and either like them or not on her own. Did mm-hmm. any of your kids watch Except. this? Except. No. Control, because that is not good. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, be there on double. Oh, and baby, and shark, baby shark. Baby shark. No, 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 no. Those things. (laughs) Julia, I'm turning this into a gif. (laughs) Oh my God, please do it. (laughs) You automatically record the video too. You have to do it, Tom. Do what? Oh, doesn't Zoom automatically record the video? No, so you, have, you have to do it, Tom. <laughs> I'm going I'm to gift oh, Julia. Boy. Have y'all seen that meme that says somewhere 15 years from now, a DJ is going to drop Baby Shark and the, and the room's going to go absolutely wild? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Um, it's not about time my kids did with- not watch this with me, but I will say they don't love the Muppets with the same love I have for the Muppets. And I have a feeling they would not enjoy this. Marty also does not like the Muppets the same way I like the Muppets. And I think if he watched it, he'd get a little bored. You know, I don't know that Christine has the love of the Muppets that uh, I do. Yeah. Sarah hates the Muppets, as I mentioned before. Does she like this or did she watch it? She didn't watch it, but when she saw me out here uh, scheduling the social media the other night, she saw the picture I used, which is just a jug band band. The jug band, she was like, what are those? Like, she was like, <laughs> terrifying. They're not. They're so cute. They're adorable. They're like, real, you know those otters, they just rub their face. Have you seen that commercial where they're oh, like rubbing I their have. faces? And I love otters. All right. Um... Any favorite quotes or scenes from this movie? I really liked it when the screen went black and all the names started coming up. Yeah, you're a jerk face. What about you? (laughs) (laughs) I liked... Yeah, laugh it up. I liked the whole talent show, honestly. I just found the talent show so amusing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's like this poor indigenous area, right? Everybody in there is poor. And it's this nice theater and everybody's got great seats. I'm just wondering, <laughs> you know, you guys could have like uh, realigned your priorities here. You know what? And that fox is so well-dressed. Uh, <laughs> um, all the rich people the were, right? All <laughs> the rich people were so well-dressed. Yeah. Or all the yeah. rich Definite have animals. and have nots. I mean, the frog even had a monocle, guys. <laughs> oh, man, I love that bullfrog. He was so cute. Uh, he was cute. He was cute. I know you guys didn't, but I loved the river... Um, <laughs> river bottom? The river bottom nightmare band. That's it. I, I mean, <laughs> as an adult, <laughs> I can appreciate them. <laughs> I do have a quote. I didn't write down many quotes, but... Um, Ma Otter had said, a person's got to take some chances or life will never come to nothing. And I like that quote. Mm-hmm. I also like when she told Emmett, that's about the nicest present that anyone's ever tried to give me. <laughs> made me laugh. That was a really, really sweet sentiment. Yeah. I will give that. Yeah. Ma Otter was sweet. I mean, she was, they were fine. So, mm-hmm. so we, 
so we should point we pointed it out kind of already but we should point out again that the bloopers for this special are hilarious yes um but there was um one take that took 200 times to get it right and it was when the drum rolls past emmett and ma otter mm-hmm. 200 times to get it right and that's where so many of the funny outtakes come from is that yep. one 200 attempt take <laughs> You really should watch the outtakes, Tom. They're so funny. I, I need a little. I need a little space right now from this. Space. <laughs> uh, if you're listening, you'll find a link to the outtakes in the description on your iTunes. Uh, you know the little s- description summary. We'll put. So nice of somebody to do that. Right. So thoughtful of them to do that. So I think I already know the answer. I'm going with it is a Christmas movie because the sentiment behind it is what Christmas is all about, even though it lacks in traditional Christmas atmosphere. Although it's based upon a traditional Christmas story and adapts it fairly well for a child audience. Nope. Not not for Tom. What about you, Anthony? Yes. Absolutely, it's a Christmas movie. It absolutely passes the Linus test. The whole special gave me Linus feelings. How, How did it pass the Linus test? How did either of them change? They were sweet, loving people who valued each other and wanted to do something nice from the get-go. There was no change. We've been through this. There doesn't have to be a change. There was no moment where where Linus could have come out. Yes, it is. It's when neither one of them got what they want. Neither one of them got the chance to buy the other one a gift, but that ended up being okay. And their whole sacrificial... They were sacrificial to begin with. They wanted to do this. That's who they were. Okay. I, I I still think a Linus moment has to imply some sort of point of change. And we've had this disagreement. I know, Anthony, this is not our first time to disagree on this. Anthony looks completely exhausted right now. I'm sticking with no. I think while it traditionally does have a change, because that's the easier way to do it, it doesn't always necessitate a change, right? Because what did we say? Um, Who was the perfect example of... They knew what, oh, Linus himself knew what Christmas was about to begin with. When he states it, doesn't mean he had a change to realize what Christmas But was everybody about. around him had he the change. The, and the who's in the original Grinch. And the who's in the original Grinch. That's the one we used. But the Grinch it. had a Linus moment. The Grinch had a change. Because so if there was no Grinch in the story and it was just a who Christmas fest, would that be a Christmas movie or not? Yes. Christmas and, movie, but it wouldn't have a thing, moment. Yes, it, the whole thing would be a lie. Oh, oh, okay. Because they knew never, what Christmas is all about. <laughs> we will never agree on Let's this rank topic. It. <laughs> Let's just rank we it. We will never agree on this. <laughs> this is going on our TV specials list because it is only about 48 minutes, not a full oh, length. I need to look at that list. What? I need to look at that one. Hold on. Uh, you That's guys, right, right? That it is yes. going on the TV list? Okay. You guys go yep. ahead. I'll spend like forever not knowing what I'm going to do. The same darn week that I called <laughs> for doing it, like days ago. I called, it, I called Anthony out on this, guys. Two when we recorded two days ago for not doing this in advance. Karma's a witch, Julian. <laughs> I apologize for giving you such a hard time on Tuesday. I. Humbly accept your apology. I'm going with an eight on this one. I'm going with an 8.3. I am going with a 2.25. This special comes in at 6.183. 
which which puts it just under a claymation Christmas celebration and above the snowman. Well, that is a wide gap, isn't it? It is a, is a wide gap. There's like three points between the snowman and Emmett Otter. But that's right where I put it was right above that. Right. Above. You know, really, in the whole scheme of things, if you look at all of our uh, TV rankings, it didn't get. It's not the worst for me. No, it's not the worst for you. It's not the worst like you. <laughs> I had that coming. We did get a lot of listener feedback this week that we should read some of, though. Yes, we. We have one in particular that I think we need to read first. <laughs> All right, so on Reddit, we got some interaction on our post about this movie. Um, MFXW said, Long Live the Riverbottom Nightmare Band. <laughs> Can't say I agree with that one, but I'm glad you enjoyed them. Um, GJ Davila says this one's great, though I never really thought it was all that Christmassy growing up. I wanted more decorations, lights, trees, etc. Also, the Riverbottom Nightmare Band used to scare me. I'm right there with you. I yeah. appreciate them now, though. You know, I might, I might have liked it a lot more if I hadn't gone in wanting Christmas. I feel like there are a few movies on this list where I have had myself in the wrong frame of mind to truly enjoy it. I Maybe a revisit around Christmas time might help. Um, Tinsel Tunes, another great Christmas podcast, mentioned that um, Tim Babb loves this one. And if you know Tim Babb, you know that Tim Babb is also a Christmas podcaster. What kind of feedback did we get on Facebook, Anthony? Uh, we got a lot. I think we got more feedback on this special and a claymation Christmas the other day than anything all year. Um, but a lot of people have fond memories of this one. So Sarah DeBellis wrote, there's a video somewhere of some outtakes that are simply hilarious. Yes, there are. Julie posted it once on Facebook and we'll make sure to post it again uh, when this episode drops. Todd Killian wrote, I love the show albeit it's not very Christmassy. However, it's probably because of the deep financial depression the characters are in. Some of the puppetry is a little wonky at times. It's just so much heart and sweetness, it outweighs the flaws. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Jerry Davila wrote, Kermit's Gift of the Magi. Love it. <laughs> and Jennifer Kosky grant wrote, Love this one. I don't think we got any negative feedback, did we? Only from one of our own. Only from Tom. <laughs> And Just because he was the one who gave us the negative, who uh, gave us the negative feedback on this movie, why don't you read our next piece of feedback we received this week, Tom? We heard from at R I Disney D I Z N E Y on Twitter, who said at Tis the podcast. I did not find the April Fool podcast funny. It was pretty much the same as the other episodes, and it wouldn't surprise me if you covered that topic, even not on April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't respond on Twitter because I didn't really have anything nice to say. I started writing a couple things and I'm like, nope, these aren't nice responses. Like, Oh, don't do worry, I responded. Do, I did, but do people really think we would cover an <laughs> hour and a half of a crackling fire? Clearly. I really hope they do. I really hope they do. Wow. I, ho I hope uh, our iDisney is listening right now. Um, yeah. I, I and you know, sorry. I mean, honestly, this was a, I know we did it as April Fool's, but I think more than anything, it was to amuse ourselves. <laughs> well, I we, think we're funny. We, we've said a million times before 
that we are so thankful and grateful for our listeners. But honestly, whether we we are thankful to have so many listeners, but if it was only like one or two, we would still be doing this every week because we love interacting and making one another laugh. It's one of my new favorite reactions to our podcast. I know, right? I, I mean, love it. I hope you're still listening. I hope you heard. We read the negative in addition to the positive on this show. We're not going to shy away. I will say I loved his picture because it's those big nutcrackers from Disney World. Yeah. Oh, I love those things. Okay, I know we've covered this, but I had a question. Julia, you don't watch Game of Thrones, right? Nope. Anthony, how do you feel? I about, watch it. How do you feel about doing a Patreon uh, breakdown of the first episode just for patrons? I would love to. On Sunday night. I would, that would be awesome. Works and we can give our predictions for season eight. And who eventually ends up on the throne. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Nobody. Has he progressed in the show beyond what books are out? Oh, yeah. A while ago. A few seasons ago. I, well, they say that, but then, like, we haven't seen Lady Stoneheart yet at all. Like, that's a whole storyline that started that they haven't even made reference to yet. I don't think they're going to at this point. Uh, yes, they do. Picture leaked. Oh, did it? How's it how's it look? Oh, maybe it was just a f- fan picture. Hold on. I saw a picture of Lady Stoneheart with her knife to Arya's throat. And I thought, oh, good, are we going to get to see her? I'm so excited. Tom anyway. gets taken by fan pictures, fan art. And no, we it wasn't trust, art. And we trust this guy to interpret a Muppets movie. <laughs> <laughs> One good thing about moving the screen, now when I glare, it's straight at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. All these times you've probably been glaring at me the past however many weeks, I have not been able to see it. So it's been a fruitless effort. As you heard, we do um, engage with our fans and like to hear what they have to say. So go ahead and follow us, interact with us, comment, tweet to whatever. You can find all of our social media by going to Podcast slash Facebook slash Twitter slash Instagram or slash Patreon which Patreon is... I'll let Ethan tell you guys about that. Yeah, so Patreon is where you can go to get extra Tissa podcast content besides our um, normal weekly episodes that drop in your feed. Um, for as little as a dollar per month, you can get full-length bonus episodes in which we discuss Christmas commercials, graphic novels, uh, Thanksgiving episodes, Halloween content, bunch of different extended episodes of shows that have dropped in our regular feed and lots of other cool content. We have buttons are coming. We have Christmas cards and stickers. Um, we're even working on things like t-shirts and sweatshirts. And uh, depending on how much you're willing to donate, you can even recommend a movie or join us to host an episode, which we have two patrons who are going to be doing that very soon within the next month or so, I believe. Right, Tom? Yep. Yeah. So check that out. And also we really appreciate iTunes reviews or even just reviews on Facebook or Twitter, like RI Disney left us positive or negative. We appreciate the feedback and every review helps us to spread the helps new listeners to find us and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 365 days a year. While we're talking about it, I want to welcome Tim DiMartino to the Patreon family. Thanks for joining Tim. We'll be getting your sticker and card out to you here in the next couple of weeks. Thanks, Tim. Welcome so aboard this holiday train. So next week, just in time for Avengers Endgame, we are covering Iron Man 3. 
in which we will have a, I'm sure, a debate about whether it's a Christmas movie or a movie set at Christmas. And the week after, which I know we're all really excited and pumped for, we are heading back to the realm of TV holiday episodes and covering the Parks and Recreation Christmas episodes, which is going to be a lot of fun and probably our most quotable one since the Friends Christmas episodes and the Office Christmas episodes. I'm really excited for that. I'm so excited. So excited. Can't wait for that. All right. So if you're listening to this on the day it drops, we are only 5,928 hours until Christmas. It's 247 days. And that's only 35 weeks. You know what? I can practically feel the chill in the air at this moment. <laughs> I definitely can. I can too. I've got my window open. Call for it and <laughs> moving through. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's 35 more weeks of Christmas movies with us. So come back next week. And then we'll talk about Iron Man 3. And I have 35 more weeks of Christmas movies, or 34 week, more weeks of Christmas movies and Iron Man 3. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. Do your homework. Bye, y'all. Y'all. Bye, y'all. Head full of good thoughts, belly full of grub, money in your pocket when there ain't no hole in the washtub. That sure is your basic keeping warm while you're rowing home kind of song, ma. Your nails won't break and your toes won't stub. You never get a fever when there ain't no hole in the washtub. If you look to the good side, falling down's a free ride. Slip